guys, what's going on? Thanks for joining me. Now, today's episode is going to be about no carbs after six. What's this fallacy about, if that's a word? What's the whole thing? No carbs after six. Why does it work? Why does fasting work? What's the magic behind it? The truth is, any diet you do, you must abide by the law of energy balance. Energy balance you may or may not have heard me talk about it. It's calories coming in, calories going out through movement. And regardless of what diet you do, you cannot go past a calorie deficit or energy balance. If you want fat loss, that's what's got to happen, period. That's all there is to it. But no carbs after six. I just put a post on Facebook and it was about Bobby. Bob's a made-up name, but Bob... He works a nine-to-five job when he's going into work. He goes and gets his McDonald's breakfast because he's in a rush. So he gets his bacon and egg roll, you know, his hot cakes, his orange juice or cappuccino, whatever you get, your hash brown, all that good stuff. He goes to work. He gets an hour break at 12 o'clock. He goes down to the cafe. The cafe he gets a, a focaccia. He might get a hamburger. Or whatever, or he might have a can of tuna. He finishes work at 5 p.m., he gets home 6 p.m., has dinner at 7 p.m., has a standard dinner with the family. But then he sits in front of the TV, watches The Bachelorette, or The Bachelor, or The Block, whatever's on at the moment. And um, he has his Monte Carlo biscuits, his Kingston biscuits, he binges, he has his cappuccino, he has his hot chocolate, he has his cup of tea. So let's say after 6 p.m., Bob comes home, he's consuming 1,500 calories. Now, what happens here is he gets an idea from a friend. He gets recommended a diet to start. He goes, mate, you know, I've got a mate at work that said don't eat carbs after six. So what happens, mate? He goes to work the next day, does exactly the same thing, goes to McDonald's, gets his breakfast. He goes to um, the cafe, gets his focaccia, gets his burger, whatever, comes home, has his dinner at 6 p.m., and then cuts out all that snacking. So those 1,500 calories after 6 p.m., he's cutting out. But he doesn't see that. He just sees no carbs after 6 p.m. There's magic behind that. And that's where people get stuck because they think there's magic behind the protocol. When the law of everything is energy balance, calories in, calories going out. And everyone is blinded by this because we're fascinated with carnivore diet, vegan, um, let's look at a funnel. Now, at the bottom of the funnel is energy balance, calories coming in, calories in, food, and movement. So if we move more, eat less to keep things simple, you're going to lose weight. Now, that's the bottom of the funnel. Now, how you get to that funnel through keto, intermediate fasting, no carbs after six, um, vegan, whatever that diet is, you must abide by calories. So if you have no carbs after six, but you eat 5,000 calories throughout the day, doesn't matter if you cut out carbs after six because you've eaten more than you should throughout the day. The reason why no carbs after six works is because when people go breakfast, lunch, dinner, and they might be late night snackers, they're cutting out a big portion of their calories before bed. But if, if they're a binger, you know, if they're... For example, working from home, 
and they're eating all these calories throughout the day and then it gets to 6 p.m. and they're already stuffed because they've crammed everything in, well, then they're not going to lose weight regardless of what they do after 6 p.m. So we need to start looking at energy balance. And it doesn't matter the approach you take. Um, you know, if you cut out, or for example, with intermediate fasting, people say insulin. That's a big thing. You know, I've got high insulin, this and that. They've, they've done studies that have proven, regardless of if you cut fat out of the diet, if you cut carbohydrates out of the diet, as long as calories are accounted for, that's the only way you're going to lose fat. It does not matter if your insulin's high or low or whatever happens. If you want fat loss, calories must be accounted for. And then your insulin will come down with fat loss. Fat loss will fix a lot of your problems. Now, I'm not saying everything because there are some people that need to do the opposite. They've got a lot of stress in their lives. And, um, and I've worked with them in the past. I still do now. Um, and they, they may need to eat more. They might need to reverse back up. They might need to sleep more, get more sunlight. There's other things. But for the majority of people who have not done diet after diet in the past or have not got high stress in their lives or are sleeping good, it's a simple equation. Calories in, calories out. Get your steps in. Resistance train. Eat Eat enough protein, eat enough fiber. Now, I just want to hit you with a few little um, little hacks I took down. Now, we've got to focus on sustainability. When it comes to your diet, it's got to be sustainable. So whichever, your appro- whichever approach you take, some people think I'm biased by going high carbs. Now, I don't care what approach you take. I just want you to sustain it for life. Like I don't want to see you go down the path that I went down where I was like, Whatever diet the guy I looked up to was doing, I took it as gospel and I was like, this is the only way to get there. There's a million ways to get there. So find your approach. If it's fasting, if it's keto, if it's high carb, good. Stick with that and, uh, yeah, do it for life. Eliminate labels from foods, you know. There's no good or bad foods. Get rid of that. Break the old patterns. Just please, guys, get rid of everything you heard yesterday. Start fresh today. And um, just ignore good and bad foods. Don't put a label on them. And just start tracking your calorie intake. Or just start being more conscious of what you're consuming. Or when you're consuming it. For example, the binging late at night. or that kind of stuff. Don't judge yourself. Don't get down on yourself for a bad day. That's what ruins people. And I think identity is a big part of nutrition. You feel like a fraud... If you're getting if you're getting fit, if you're getting lean, well, I I felt this personally. I know a lot of clients have come to me on the side and said this when they've lost weight. They've had people saying you're too skinny, blah blah blah. But the truth is, you deserve it. If you achieve fat loss, you don't have to be this certain way all your life. Your identity. You're in a game. That's more important than anything because if you don't believe you deserve the fat loss, you're going to burn it to the floor. It's like that's why all these millionaires, for example, they win the lotto and they burn it to the ground in a year because they they don't believe they deserve to be rich. You know, Mike Tyson, he made all this money. He said it himself. He was still that kid that grew up, you know, grew up poor. He didn't believe he deserved it because everyone around him now. 
if you achieve fat loss, if you achieve your six pack, if you achieve your your, your goal physique, you deserve it. So you gotta you gotta own it. It's on you. You put in the work, and regardless of what anyone says, you deserve it. So eliminate all that shit, all the bullshit, the external stuff. Don't compare yourself. A lot of people come to me and say, my husband's lost a bunch of weight. This and that. Females, males are completely different. You, your best friend, they're completely different. We all have different hormone profiles. We all move differently. Our metabolic rate's different. It's constantly changing. We've got different stress in our lives. We're all sleeping different. Some have kids. Some don't have kids. And yeah, guys, there's a lot of factors that come, in, that come into play. So don't compare yourself. Run, uh, stay in your own lane and just run your own ship and results will come. Focus on flexibility but not too much flexibility when it comes to nutrition. Too much flexibility is just going to allow you to eat donuts all day. Enough flexibility like I preach all the time, 80-20 rule, that's going to mean you're not craving that pizza when it comes to Saturday. If you're super clean Monday to Thursday and you're just eating boiled chicken and broccoli, what's going to happen is when you see that pizza on Saturday, you're going to demolish it because I've done it. And you just keep eating it, eating it. You're not even hungry, but you just see it and you keep going and going. Like, for example, if I've restricted myself, and I was talking to a client the other morning, and if I restrict myself and I go and have a beer and I get on the drink, mate, I'm eating everything. I'm going to get a kebab. I'm going to eat my Monte Carlos because I've got that mentality that's like damage control. So allow that, not shit foods, but allow a bit of balance throughout the week. Don't be super restrictive. If you feel like a chocolate, have that chocolate. Like my best clients, the ones that have seen the best progress are the ones that allow themselves to not suffer and just sustain it for life. You know, eat simple, keep your meals similar to the day before. Yes, change your proteins up, change your veggies, change whatever, change your carbs, change your fats up. But keep it simple, like have a protein for lunch. If you're having chicken thigh today, tomorrow you might have turkey thigh, um, turkey mince, turkey breast, or you might have um, or something else, beef mince. Like mix it up, but keep it similar. You know, keep it simple, guys. Don't, don't try and create a whole new recipe seven days a week because you're not going to sustain that. It's harder to track. And, yeah, you're just going down a path of not being able to sustain it. Um, now, what else have we got here? Oh, another hack that I like to, um, that I've taken down. Now, if you're going out to a restaurant or you might have a christening, I know during this COVID time, it's a bit hard. We haven't got many events happening, but... If you're going out with friends and you know you're going to have a big lunch, this is when I recommend fasting. So, for example, for breakfast, skip on your breakfast. Fast until lunch and enjoy that meal. Or if you feel like you cannot wait until lunch, have a high-fiber meal, which is veggies or fruit like blueberries, strawberries, dark green veggies, you know, your broccolis, all that kind of good stuff, your kale, spinach, blah, blah, blah. Have high fiber, have a high protein meal. The reason why is because thermic effect of food. They've got a high thermic effect of food, meaning they're going to keep you fuller for longer. And the more fiber, the more protein you have in your diet, 
the more calories they burn in digestion. That's thermic effect of food. So that's going to keep you full. It's not going to allow you to have a huge volume or a large amount of calories. And then you can go and enjoy your lunch. But where people go wrong is they, they have a huge breakfast. They have their pancakes for breakfast. They have, you know, their liquid juices. And then they go and have their, their lunch with friends. They have a few drinks. And before you know it, they've consumed so many calories in that day. So that's another thing. Um, pre-plan ahead of time. If you're going out and having a, have a pizza, let's say I'm going out for pizza tonight. What I'm going to do right now is I'm going to jump into my food diary on my fitness pal. I'm going to log that pizza tonight. And then I'm going to pre-plan my lunch and breakfast to make up for it. I'm going to say, all right, I've only got this many amount of calories, say 300 calories for lunch. And then I'm going to save that 800,000 calories for tonight to have a beer and a pizza. So pre-planning, it's the biggest thing. I I never, I don't even think I've even recommended it uh, for people to meal prep. I just say pre-log and it makes such a difference. If you know what's coming in, if you know where you're going, you can't stop someone that knows where they're going. That's the truth. So if you pre-log, prepare yourself, things will happen. Um, yeah, and real simple. Pick out what you like ahead of time, pre-plan, even if it's today, if it's tomorrow, if it's on Saturday, do it today because if you know what's coming then, you can even have a lower day today. Let's say I've got to hit 2,000 calories. That's my deficit. Well, it's actually 2,400 calories at the moment, so let's roll with that. So let's say I'm having a big one on Saturday, which I am, beer garden, so it's going to be a few catching up with a mate who loves a drink. So what I might do is tomorrow I might have 2,000 calories. 400 calories less. On Saturday, I might skip out on breakfast and I'll save, a, save for lunch. Oh, no, sorry, it's Sunday. Saturday's my, uh, my cousin's birthday, so that's another one. So I might have 2,000 calories on Friday. I'll skip out on breakfast on Saturday. I'll enjoy lunch there. And then when Sunday comes, I'll do the same thing. I'll skip out on breakfast and enjoy myself. If I go over, so be it. I probably will. But I'm not going to try and restrict myself to 2,000, you know, 2,000, 2,400 calories if I'm there. If I want to have a few beers, I'm going to have a few beers. I'll come back in on Monday and I'm going to hit my 2,400 calories. That's all that matters. But where people go wrong is they binge on the weekend. They come in on Monday. They're like, oh, fuck, you know, I had a big uh, weekend. That's it. And then Tuesday comes, you don't log. Wednesday comes, you don't log. That's the only way you lose. You only lose if you quit. So just get back on the bus, regardless of what you got on this weekend. Pre-plan. If you fall off the plan, enjoy yourself. Don't judge yourself. Guilt-free. Get back on on Monday and attack it. All right, guys. Thanks for joining me. That was a live podcast. Thanks for being a part of it. Subscribe to the podcast. Chat with Matt. Thanks for joining me. See you tomorrow.